I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It girls, we the itch girls. I got Jenny and Lindsay in this bitch girl. Make you move your hips while sipping gin, girl. Make you bounce your tits like it's a jig, girl. Like boom. How are we? We getting on good? We all chilling. I'm settled into choir right now. I'm just kind of settled into it. I've accepted it. I've succumbed. It literally feels like my new. I'm not gonna say the term, but my new no. reality. Like, like it, it. That's the freaky thing about it. Like it does feel like. Oh, this is how I live now, and I am always like, what's something that brings me back to normality? Is also, I'm expressing gratitude because I'm always like, okay. Not that much of my life has changed, so shut up, you're moaning. Oh yeah, no, we are pretty grand, you know, missing the old friends and the pub and all that, but truly privileged bitches. I'm loving the phasing, because now I know I've got goals to hit. Yeah, it yeah. It feels like I'm like, okay, we're running a bit of a marathon, it's not a sprint, well, but that's okay. Well, we're not as much in the dark now. Like, they aren't treating us like yeah. damn fools. That They're was telling the us worst. what's going on. Being fuckboyed by the fucking government. By fucking Leo. By a gay man. <laughs> Except that we all would fuck. <laughs> Don't deny it, girls. Be cute. <laughs> um, so this week we're going to do our Q&A. Yes. We go to Tumblr for Q&As. And um, yeah, so sometimes we post answers on Tumblr, but more so we use them for the pod because then everyone gets to get the amazing advice that we give. Yeah. <laughs> incredible I, advice that us Just perfect. Two, Privileged bitches give to you all. Yeah, so, yeah. so our Tumblr is itgalspodcast.tumblr.com. You can submit anonymous questions. We usually get a big influx of anons after these Q&As and they are usually used for next month's Q&A. So if you want to go uh, submit a question, go yeah. for it. It's in the link. Uh, in we the- don't do the fucks in continued ones. If you no. have a question, keep it within one um, little ask me anything thing mm-hmm. on the Tumblr like don't do it continued part two of three yeah. part three of the three it's like bitch thumb. we have not got the time to be like combing through the intricities of your freaking relationship that <laughs> you and your cousin are seeing each other like, I can't and also like I think rule of thumb is that if you keep it in one thing it's going to stop you rambling also rule of thumb if you can keep it in one and question box it's more likely to be applicable to many people and that's yeah. what we're doing here like we like to choose topics that um we have we can relate to and we think other people might have come across so that we're helping many and not just one but thank you to everyone who does submit questions some of y'all nasty as adam o'reilly would say yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> Very cheeky girl. We should get him on for a Q&A, I think, because he does that on his own uh, Instagram. And also, we'll give his podcast a shout yeah. out, will we? Because Adam O'Reilly, as you know, has been on our pod once. He's also been on our live stream. And he's just a great friend of ours. He's one of our shows. He's been on one of our vlogs. Yes, he's just a good friend of ours. And yeah. he's just like a little, he's kind of feels like a soul sister. Like, I feel like I've known him and I know him. I feel like for as little time as we know him we know him way more than we should in a good way I feel, it's we just click yeah. we have the same vibe yeah you so know, you find your people his uh, podcast is called Mind Poppers and I have been enjoying it so much it's I actually really... featured in the new episode I haven't listened to the new episode <laughs> so he went back because in his his second episode I think he talked about Scientology mm-hmm. and he was like oh my god I never knew there was a Scientology in, uh, Dublin, in yeah. Dublin and I had a run in with the old Scientologists uh, in 2005 or 6 and I'm going to leave you there go listen to his podcast and you will his latest one you will f- you'll hear my voice notes that I sent him and my run in with Scientology Ooh. I won't uh, I won't do a spoiler no spoiler alerts here guys yeah go head over to his podcast though because it is genuinely I enjoy it so much no it's really funny it's so good and it is like it's just so random in it that's the brilliance about it like exactly he's talking about Ariana Grande Pete Davison snakes <laughs> you know like it jumps yeah. and but it's uh, just so funny I just love a podcast when someone plays to their strengths and Adam knew that what he's good at is storytelling mm-hmm. and he consumes he told me when he was singing of setting this up he consumes a lot of storytelling podcasts and so that shows he knows how to tell a story quick snappy deliver it funny when he goes on a tangent it makes sense it's none yeah. of, it's not rambling and they all weave into each other They're, it's really good go and listen and enjoy and yes. we will get him on soon so 10 out of 10 Adam but now into these questions shall we girls yes. we've got some Thirsty ass bitches. Okay. And it's me. Drink my tea. Come on, Shay. Sure, why not? Sure, why not? So, question number one. A month ago, I told my toxic ex that we had to cut contact uh, talking to each other because it was bad for my mental health. He agreed to. Now I'm doing my final college exams and he had good luck flowers delivered to my house, which has triggered me massively. He used to lie to me constantly and I spent our whole relationship riddled with anxiety about other women. Was he just being nice or was this a narcissistic move? Okay. So what's jumped out to me with this question is that your anxiety has triggered, as in this girl's own words, triggered massively by getting flowers delivered you can't control someone so you can't unfortunately you know you can say don't contact me don't you know post shit to my gaff or whatever but they still can you know and that's what's happened you've said that like you wanted to cut contact and it was not good for your mental health but like he's not um cooperating with that he doesn't give a fuck and he's going to send flowers and whether or not it's narcissistic and uh, you know you can get into these like labeling of your exes I've done it myself it doesn't really do anything to kind of solve the issue for me I would just focus on you and what is in your control is your you know ability to change and do what is good for you or not good for you so I wouldn't be focusing on why he decided to do it focus more so on you said it triggered you massively like that is a bit like that would be like for me no matter the situation with your ex if he was talking to girls and whatever problems was in that relationship I think it is like an overreaction to be triggered massively by flowers turning up and if that is how your body is reacting I would suggest going and looking for some help for your anxiety 
Uh, yeah, I would. What jumped out for me at the question was, um, I was oh, I was with her up until she said like it triggered me massively, um, and then she explained why. That's that I don't really understand because she's saying he used to lie to me constantly and spend her whole relationship riddled with anxiety about other women. So it kind of brought me back to say my first boyfriend, and he was very like did not respect boundaries in that way. Like I would break up with him, he'd turn up to my house. This kind of bullshit, you know what I mean? So I can understand how. If you have a boyfriend who, or an ex-boyfriend, should I say, who, like, during your relationship, you know, wouldn't, like, my first boyfriend, like, wouldn't let me dump him. Like, mm-hmm. wouldn't let it. Just, I'd try dump him. We'd still go out. It was just impossible to fucking dump the but bastard. But what do you think was your issue there? Cause- no, but this is what I'm trying to get at. Is that, like, if I would, I would have been, like, I guess triggered. It's just an overused word. But, like, I would have been a bit, like, thrown or a bit, like, kind of ugh, freaked out if he, like would do these things and that's because I felt like I had no say in the relationship but I don't understand how him sending flowers triggered you when you're when your issue is about him being with other women I don't know for me personally and I don't have an answer for that but what I would say is a, a, kind of on your point is like not only like focus on you and like where that's coming from but like focus on what you can do now like don't be worried as you said like Lynn's about like why he did it is he a narcissist is he this is he that you dumped him and now the ball is in your court and if you want to move on for the relationship like you have the control here throw the flowers in the bin like they don't have or to don't c- acknowledge the flowers exactly they don't have to control your entire being because they're only as big as you make it you know like obviously there are still feelings there and I think he has some power to be able to manipulate your emotions you know he probably knew that these flowers would cause some kind of reaction or whatever or maybe you still feel a little bit controlled by him that you feel like he'll give out to you if you don't acknowledge the flowers yeah. and like acknowledging them and thanking him then kind of you're starting conversations again and you know you're back into the kind of manipulative you're kind of getting swept up you know so you have to kind of deal with what you can control here and I used to always get flowers from my ex when he did something wrong and they would just sit there in the vase like a big flag that just every time I'd look at them I'd remember what the fuck he'd done and it's so annoying because like I would now I just buy myself flowers and it's way more fun to be able to just have flowers that I know that I got and done that I enjoy but like when a fucking lad has given me flowers it's been always off the back of doing something wrong and so now these flowers have arrived and they're this big like you know elephant in the room of like what went down with your relationship all the mixed feelings that you had your mom and dad are probably like oh Sean gave yeah. flowers and then they're like, being like he was they're a lovely beautiful. boy and, yeah. like, and you're like what the fuck he cheated on me or whatever it he is liked your Instagram pic or whatever the hell went on but like narcissists are very good at kind of manipulating and like getting under people's skin to kind of like pull you back in and doing little things slowly slowly so we'll start off with like the flowers then he'll be like look I'd love to grab lunch as friends and then suddenly you're meeting up every week for lunch and then suddenly you kiss and then you're back together and you know so they're and like they do do it in the sense of like you know flowers to your home like those kind of personal invasive almost I'm personal with that like it's and now you know you say on the devil's advocate right say it's not a person he's not a narcissist okay who mm-hmm. knows um but it's personal in the sense that like he knows that like you're doing your exams he knows you're doing your exams and yeah. it's like a little kind of remember we were 
together during your college and I know I remember of all the lads that you're talking to I remember that you're yeah. doing your exams right now so it can bring you a flood of memories back and men and that comfort feeling yeah. of like going through life with someone being like oh you would be here to talk to about my exams yeah. and every ex I was gonna say men but this is something that women do all the time I think as well um you know when there is a breakup and one person maybe isn't as happy that it's ended people know how to manipulate the situation whether it's conscious or subconscious like sometimes I think there's a lot of it that's subconscious that people can well, tap humans are inherently like you know manipulative yeah. because you want to you get want your, your own, own way, way. Yeah. yeah and you don't like to be you know uh, wronged or you want to be right you know yeah. and if you think the relationship is right you want to do things like that and you know we even give you know advice to people people can be like you know I really want to text my ex like when should I text him and blah 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 and I would always say and I think Lindsay you're the exact same as me if I'm going to say we always say like if you want to talk to someone talk to them you don't need these like manipulative little secret ways of sliding into their DMs that's when it kind of gets built on this level on like a foundation of sneakiness you know where it's like oh, yes I know her exams are coming up I'll send her flowers then it's like it's yeah she's probably stressed in. it would be a good time for me to just slip in yeah. when she's vulnerable and with me and my ex I would get like so kind of brought back in when I was going through a vulnerable part like if I was like you know just unhappy or going through like stress and mental health like which this girl mentioned at the start here mm-hmm. so you said that like we had to cut contact because talking to each other was bad for her mental health yeah. so and he again, agreed to so you ended it but like you're saying we when you're still seeing you as a we when it is just a you now yes. you're separate if you want to cut contact that's on you don't expect him to comply because you know then you're still together you're still like as a team doing something together but like if it's bad for your mental health in your control is you cutting contact and with manipulative especially like if he is let's just say he is a narcissist with narcissists, they need really simple, like, you you can't give anything away. Like, yeah. you can't, like, once you kind of show a chink in the armour, like, you know, he says a joke and you kind of laugh or you're like, thank you so much, they're beautiful, my favourite flowers, whatever. Then he's like, okay, I've got that little bit of vulnerability and he'll keep on going they until... They chip away at boundaries, you know, because yeah. they like to pretend that they're there and they like to pretend that they respect them, but they know exactly the little uh, like cracks in the wall of where to tap into to be like oh look I know she's doing her exams so I know it would be kind of expected of me or welcome or she'll be stressed yeah so she'll be in a bit more of a vulnerable state than like when it's just a welcome thing to be like here's flowers and then she'll talk to me and then we might start texting again and then we might do this and you know no matter what if he's a narcissist or not like if you guys have agreed to stop talking like that's a boundary he's already kind of crossed a month ago crossed and you've obviously had a hard time with it you said it was bad for your mental health you call him your toxic ex you mentioned other women like it's obviously not a relationship that you know was a healthy relationship that ended kind of amicably that you can kind of continue on a somewhat of a friendship an ex that you respect the situation yeah it's like clearly something that that caused you stress so I think yeah for me I would just say concentrate not on the who, what, why, the flowers. Throw the flowers in the fucking bin and I, I wouldn't think, throw them in the bin. I wouldn't I just wouldn't acknowledge them. I mean like even mentally. You know what I mean? Like I, I just, just think that the way like you a- the way she chooses to to go on is how the situation will continue. You the know? best way that she could have dealt with this situation, which I'm not sure how she did, but the best way she could have dealt with it is to completely not acknowledge that she got them, like um not text back if he says, like, do those flowers arrive? Yeah. 
like you've said that you wanted to cut contact because of your mental health so you cut contact he can still text you but he won't do so if he's literally getting nothing like nothing this is not a Ryan Gosling and notebook thing like I wrote to you every day for a year if you stop writing to a narcissist they will find and get their attention from someone else so that's what I have always tripped up in with my ex which is similar enough in like the crossing of boundaries and slowly getting in and then suddenly we're together and I didn't even notice how it how we got there and that's what I mean about like she needs to start taking ownership of her own actions and not worrying how it's going to affect the relationship or the we because you're not a we and I think that was such a good point you made Linz that it's like She's still thinking as them as a we. we even if it's a we as yeah. my ex. It's like, no, you're you now, you're single and you have to kind of, you have to continue on your life for yourself. And like, people might send flowers to you, people might send you like, what would you do if some random person sent you a Valentine's card? You'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You wouldn't be like. <gasps> you don't have to acknowledge what toxic people do. Like even friendships, you know, if you have an awful fight with a friend and then months later they send you a birthday present. Don't acknowledge it fuck presents like you know like are you really worth like is that how much your worth is like a bunch of flowers like yeah I could give a fuck about a bunch of flowers I can buy myself a bunch of flowers so can yeah. you and like what like you know and what you should probably do is take this time now to kind of after your exams anyway to kind of work through your anxiety around other women and all that because we do get so many questions from girls who they have this ex where this they've implanted some sort of huge insecurity in their head and it can carry on in other relationships and if the more married you are to that old relationship the more likely that is to follow you or just you know affect you in some other way even in general it's like you know just you can't like these over analyzing of what he's doing on his phone who he's talking to his ex texts and sometimes all these things it's just like even if you are in a relationship with someone fucking handle your own shit don't stop worrying about what they're doing like I have always done that in relationships I've never given a fuck if they're texting people even if they're showing signs of like Mm, weird shit he didn't text me that night when he came up whatever I don't give a fuck all I'll focus on is how I am in the relationship how I you know I'm being treated but how I'm also treating them and I just put like my trust in who I'm with but like if they want to mess it up that's on them like if they want to go out and be cheating and texting that's on them like I'm not going to be so like I think that's just a thing and it can come from the anxiety as well like you know again there's no point in thinking about what he was doing focus on like your anxiety Mm. how you dealt with those things you know like as girls always blame the guy I find in those situations he was so shady it's like yeah "Yeah, but you were so fucking bothered about Instagram like you know or like if he did genuinely if you did find out that he you know cheated on you and all that kind of stuff like you just can't take that as a reflection on yourself and also kind of you know reflect on the relationship like my first boyfriend did all this kind of shit to me and I took the time when I was single to reflect and be like right I'm never putting up with that bullshit again instead of just being like what I can't what an arsehole like I'm not like victim I'm not like saying like you know shaming myself but I am like I was completely naive and I was I chose to be naive to a lot of things that like hurt me and now going forward in my life I'm going to choose to not let those things happen again and like, it's also like they just wouldn't go- fly in my life right well now. it's also like you know if he has done certain things what did you pick up what did you maybe miss out on like so like I've been going through my old relationship and using choir to write down things that I remember that were like that I'm shook that I forgave Mm. you know and that 
like I'm then noticing that they're happening again and again. So I'm like, now you have the time to like write out because it sounds like you're still a bit confused in your head with the whole like, oh, he was constantly texting other women or whatever. Like get it clarity, like clarified out on paper or in your phone as a go-to. And once you see it like outside of yourself and outside of your brain or your girly WhatsApp group that's there, then it's like a good catalog of like what you put up with and what you don't want in future relationships. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So let's move on to the next question. Hey gals, I'm struggling a lot lately to stop ruminating on stupid past mistakes. Things like getting too drunk and doing dumb things, sleeping with lads, nothing that has affected me or anyone else in the long term though. Most of these things happened five plus years ago and I'm still beating myself up about them. How do you deal with cringy thoughts of past activities? How can I just forgive myself and move on? Just another symptom of choir driving me around the bend. Thanks. I think it's so funny that you we read that question right after you talking about your last relationship and how you're like ruminating on past things yeah, and you know it's yeah, actually true. like uh, really interesting. Um, I think like we've spoken about it before. Like I've always. Uh, me and my friend Leanne coined the term the ball of shame and that is that feeling where like we always talk you know in the Looney Tunes where there's that like big cannonball coming down like a mountain and the like Looney Tune is like and then it just goes and hits them out of nowhere that's like a ball of shame where you're just walking around your daily life and you remember something you did and you're like ah oh god oh god and like I don't think there is any way like there's always little things that come back to me that I just I get the cringe gets less like it turns into more of a funny cringe rather than a like oh god like the fear yeah. where you're like fuck my life I can't believe I well, did these are that. invasive thoughts yeah like these are invasive thoughts if you find yourself like I never really think about like past mistakes like when I'm saying I'm going to be talking about like well, I'm writing down stuff that I forgave forgave and you know things that I just can't the things that I've forgotten in my past relationship that I want to have down on paper because they did happen and if ever I find myself like being like, hmm, maybe I'll try that again I'm like oh wait get out the list of crazy things that I shouldn't be getting back involved with but um that's more so in a kind of like supporting myself way like I'm noticing that I made mistakes so I want to like improve that and not do it again so I think it's like instead of this girl seems to be like dwelling on the dwelling past. and isn't like thinking like say if you're like okay I made dumb stupid mistakes when I was drunk sleeping with lads like then think okay when I go back out again and I'm back on the dating scene or the clubbing scene like maybe I should 
watch my drinking so I don't get so pissed so yeah. then I'll be more in control of my actions and I won't hate myself and feel so bad for sleeping with fucking some randomer that's what I was going to say like I think I as a, a person I don't dwell on the past too much I actually really don't like it when there's, you know, there's some people just constantly live in the past and I'm just like what's the point we live now and it's yeah. only, time is only going one way but you do to a certain extent like self-awareness comes from self-reflection so you know a lot of the time like our minds are smarter than we think and they remind us of things that we might have loved or the things that we might not be so proud of so that we can kind of stop doing them again and you know think like if you're having these like invasive thoughts as I think you rightly call them Linz like I think you have to realize that this is your at least you're self-aware. There are a lot of people out there in the world who are making way worse mistakes than you have made, like by shagging a lad or... And no one gives a fuck about your mistakes. They no. give a fuck about theirs. But there's know? so many, you know, so many people have made way worse mistakes and they are not self-aware whatsoever. They are not thinking twice. They are moving on with their life and they're probably making the same mistakes over and over again. So, you know, I think there's always a balancing act with these things because you can be riddled with like anxiety and regret and you know you don't want to be a type of person who's like living in regret constantly because yeah. we all do shit well I mean it comes back from anxiety again like the first and this question are both speaking about like you know for me um, and it wasn't about past mistakes or drunk mistakes I would get when I before starting on my anti-anxiety medication I would get really invasive thoughts from old headlines I'd read oh yeah that was a real trigger for you dare I say it was or just like gross stuff you know sometimes when you're like on Facebook and then this gross video pops Mm. up of like someone popping pimples like that would like be in my head in my head like I couldn't get out of my head and that was my anxiety stemming in that way so if you are really focused and not able to move past these invasive thoughts of like oh my god when I was 16 and I fucking like fell in front of everyone yeah like again maybe this is your body telling you I'm not okay I can't handle this like if you can't squash the thoughts it's good to speak about that and because like they should be getting less and less like that's the beauty with like the fear I always think is like something that always settles my mind if I do something stupid when I'm drunk or if like I say something stupid when we're on stage and I get off and I'm like what the fuck like I always remember my like the shit that I laugh about now is stuff that I was so embarrassed about then or that I thought was the biggest deal of the world and like I know we spoke about it last week, but normal people really reminded me of that. Like all these little things, like the Debs that you think is going to be life changing and like yeah. who's going to shape your world. Like I can barely remember half the fucking thing. But well, like, yeah, like I mean, it, usually if I get drunk and I go out and I do something crazy, the next day when I'm like in tatters, I'm freaking like. Oh, it tends to hit me like a week later. Weirdly. Really? Yeah, like the next day, I I don't really I can get fear a hundred percent. It's not so much that I'm thinking about the things. I think mm. it's just the like I feel like oh I was in bed so late. Oh my god! Yeah. I fucking spent so much money. I lost that jacket. You know like I, all these things. I remember conversations. Like just to make this girl feel better Like we'll just maybe talk about Some of the things that just haunt us Because I do find sometimes When I have the fear of someone else Is like me too I did this thing I'm like yay Yeah let's think of some things That you were like In the fear over Oh god there's so many There's so many Like I remember Like I used to Literally go up Oh god Like so illiterate towards men Oh in college And like go up to people Like in I remember I went up to this guy Who was so hot in college And like Everyone thought he was a ride, but like he was so just not like ever going to get with me. Just like the way we were as people, we're just so different. You know yeah. what I mean? There was no crossover there. And I remember just going up to him being like, I think you're really, really hot. <laughs> in a party. We had never spoken before. No way. But we'd be awkwardly like in the same kind of group 
like singing but we'd never spoken and I was like you're so hot and I think I was getting a bit confident because I'd like gotten with a few lads in college so I was like this is so easy to get with lads like you just walk up to them and he was just like okay and I was like I know I think you're really hot do you not think I'm hot and he just completely burned me and then he was like has a girlfriend but didn't tell me then and I, the girlfriend was at the party I was like, oh! like that <laughs> no. type of shit like like or and this will like people will remind me of this shit because my mind is really good at suppressing oh, shit oh so mine is too with stuff that Someone's I like, do you remember do do that? you did that I'm like no I'm like, but now never, I do yeah and it's like no I never do that to people I hate that I hate when people are like remember you did that last night I'm like but no but sometimes people do it just out of like oh, do you remember that funny time and you're like yeah. huh <laughs> uh, like <laughs> let me think of one. Oh my god there's again been so many so now many. I do usually kind of skip to the hilarious part like when I'm yeah. in the throes of the hangover I am like uh, and I'm writhing around my floor being totally. like oh, no, oh, and I'll be remembering like so many people that I saw that night I'm like did I I didn't see her from secondary school surely not oh, no I did that's the type of memory that pops back in your head a week later yeah, you're, you're like, like Oh like my I god! Her last week. Oh god! It's like and I went up and told her that uh, she finally lost the weight. She looks great. Uh, ah, I know. And um, let me think. One of mine. Oh fucking hell! There's been so many. I think there's been so many times that like I would be in the smoking area, Lagulton, and I'll bump into someone that I semi know. And I'll just be like disclosing all of this information that I've picked up about them from like oh, numerous yes. random sources. Yes. Being like, so I heard that you um, <laughs> and your ex, like he couldn't really get over. Like gossiping else. about them to them. Yeah. Like podcasting in the smoking area, basically being like, I don't know. I heard, I can't remember from who, but that like he was on Tumblr when he was in, <laughs> or not, he was on Tinder when he was on Sweden were you not still together I thought you were still together can you confirm that was the thing. <laughs> it was I thought we were still together but apparently he was dating people and you were here you know holding it down and <laughs> doing the long distance thing and always in the fr- in like when I'm drunk their face is like smiling mm. and they're like <laughs> well Lindsay yeah and they're invested in the conversation when I look back time. they're literally looking away from me they're I'm- looking over my shoulder to try and be like Jana, come here. That's the worst thing that I do, I think, on a night out is like, I'll randomly find another group of people, even though my friends are there, and I'll sit with them. Yeah, I'll talk to them for the whole night. And I'm like, ah, 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 thinking I'm great, having great fun, they're loving it. No, they want to talk to their own friends. They don't want me infiltrating their night out. And I'm like, so what's your name? Introducing them to all me to all their friends. It's coming back to their after sesh. Like, yeah, just being so like, yeah, them not hearing the no at all. Yeah. Like them being like, "Uh, it's not really many people coming back. It's just like, uh, brilliant. I love small get togethers. I think my friend is going to come. She's going to text me in half an hour. Yeah. I'm more of a one-on-one person anyway. So yeah, I'm cool. cool with us just talking. I don't have any drink, but do you have, that's great. Yeah. I'll try and get back if that's it. But like, Oh, the thoughts of like looking back and like seeing these coolie duties just being like, huh, yeah, dying for the conversation, dying for you to fuck off, but your drunken little yeah. head is like. And another thing, another, yeah, I'll have another drink. Thanks, Mel, babe. Um, sorry, where was I? Oh, yes, rambling on again. <sighs> it's like a quote, or there's a lyric in the Stroke song that actually made me think about it. It was like, um, I want new friends, but they don't want me. You know? 
you know and you're like sitting down trying, and they're just like not into you and you're like trying your like, hardest why? I'm so funny and I'm so nice I know I'm like tap dancing I'm like singing a song I'm like look at my Instagram don't you want to be my friend or like tag <laughs> yeah let's make an Instagram story do you want to see me on stage what's your handle <laughs> but so like this girl saying you know she's saying she's beating herself up a lot so I would say a tip to not beat yourself up is a lot of these things that you're embarrassed about will become great stories at some part. So mm-hmm. if you can find the funny, like you will get over the cringe by telling them again as a funny story. You can reshape them. Instead of it being like, I'm so embarrassed, you can be like, fucking gas. Like there's nothing more endearing to me as someone who can laugh at themselves, especially someone who can laugh at like the dumb shit they did when they're yeah. drunk. That helps me feel better about the dumb shit that I have mm-hmm. done in the past when I've been drunk. Like lads I've gotten with. If you can just tell it as a gas story, try concentrate on that and tell yourself it as a funny story because then you will find the funny. You know, just that be way. like, that's funny that I let loose. And also... Think about how much you spend at home thinking about what other people did on a yeah. night out. So, like, I never think, like, and I've heard so many insane oh, stories about I can't people remember them. shitting themselves, <laughs> having to strip naked in a yeah. rave because she took an E and shat herself. <laughs> and I'm not sitting around, like, thinking about that, no. you know? Like, and when I see the person, I'm, I don't immediately think of that either. I'm not horrified by that. No. I feel, you know, a bit bad that happened to her. But, but like, I think it gave me a little lull. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I'm not, like... I'll know that that happened or that something else that another sesh happened but I'm still thinking about that one time I tripped down the stairs at war you know but like no one else is thinking that like I remember once I was in war and Kyle our friend was like I was around his waist dancing he's like really tall he was lifting me up and he dropped me off the stage and oh my god my like what is it your coccyx bone like at the end of yeah you're like arse bone basically I was like on that on the pain I actually was like hobbling around and he was like, oh, baby, you okay, baby? Yeah. I was like, ah, yeah. <sighs> like, my esophagus was, like, halfway out my mouth. <laughs> or last week, I literally, this is, like, such a small thing to be embarrassed about, but, like, it was so randomly embarrassing. Me and Evan were going to Lidl, and we were, like, cycling there, and he got to the bike racks before me, and I... <laughs> I tried to like cycle by him and, and say something at the same time and like pull my bike in to be like well like my bike to yours and I did it all too quick and I like kind I fell really slowly off my bike <laughs> so, like I stopped and then I was like Ugh! and then there was so many people around as well because it was like that really hot day I think it was Saturday and like I was like like falling for a good like 60 seconds like I was like ah and then I ended up like fully on the path with the bike on top of me and Evan just went I don't know who you are I was like <laughs> and like for so long I was like I think I've just gotten so over like dumb shit like that happening to me that like I just found it gas but, it's so funny but I, there were times in my life where I would literally be like I'm so embarrassed to go back outside little because people remember me as the girl who fell off the bike and like it was people yeah. literally watching this happen like it's not like it was it was like people sit you know the seats outside little Port Marnock people yeah. sitting there watching <laughs> oh me do God. it watching me fall they were like <laughs> what I couldn't stop falling Bikes, so I remember I did that in my fourth year freaking cycling trip we were all cycling down this like lane way and there was a bollard in the middle of it that you had to kind of swerve past and I was like okay bollard bollard but like seeing it half the mile down the road and being okay and noticing everyone swerving and I was like okay just make sure you swerve like you know yeah, like, yeah. In your head, like, and then obviously you swerve. freak out you're like yeah. ah so I managed to swerve it and I was so fucking delighted I was like booyah that makes it look slick straight into a parked car <laughs> and like everyone was like go I was just like Ah. Or another one Remember I called that guy Oh my god That was 
so goss. So Jenny and I were like randomly not getting on, but there was a Bulmers event. Like we just had like I think I'd been out the night before and you know was being like not good at texting back and you were like when are we meeting and stuff and I was like I'm there I'm partying we just had a weird like not like lapse in communication anyway we stayed there for ages and then like we were on the bus we had another little falling out and I was just fuming and then Lindsay was like ah we were both having this weird thing and this guy kept coming up to us and like yeah, we you were know trying we, to sort it out yeah. we were walking to Metropolis where was and we're trying like, to like under our breath we're like, <laughs> yeah and like <laughs> like a couple trying to uh, yeah and this guy just came up and was just like talking you know when like you're just trying to have a conversation and someone comes up and they just yeah like, like we were kind of mid fight and it was yeah. pretty obvious like we were like look at the end of the day like and we he have was to like, be together so how are day. you anyway I haven't seen you since body and soul and we were like and was like, so what's the going on with the podcast at the yeah. moment and I was like I and I called <laughs> he walked away and I called him a name and then yeah he heard me <laughs> I, he walked like, like, I was so... like did you just call me a name I was like he's like why do you I heard you say that and I was like, yeah, I doubled down. I was like, yeah, I did say that because you're coming up when I'm trying to talk to my friend. <laughs> like, I like do get literal, because we see this guy on the reg. I get put ball of shame. But like, I've also had loads of laws with this guy since then. Oh, so yeah. It's like, no, it's, it's not And we would all about that now. Like, with that same group, there's like a guy I hooked up with and kind of, <laughs> I hooked up with him years ago when like, I'd just broken up with Jimmy and I was feeling, I was like, you know, just was, I don't know I wasn't used to being single yeah. I was like great okay new boyfriend great like I hadn't hooked up with we someone like, we connected on a level that I've never felt yeah, it's before. called cocaine but anyway um I was like yeah yapping away to him like that night being like and the thing is is that like it got to a point of being so highly abusive like God knows what the fuck I'm saying I can't like literally telling him everything this being was like, the same night was it yeah, yeah it was. That, like I was off with him the whole night in his ear he's God, kind we of quiet person that night. yeah I know so it freaks like beside the freaking um carousel I'm like yeah at the end of the day like I probably will need counselling but I'm not ready to just like I'm just ready to live again but I do need someone in my life <laughs> I'm really not strong enough to be I'm like being a so intense a steady relationship right now is really something that could heal me yeah all I'm looking for is like monogamy and seeing each other and being involved in each other's lives is I that mean, so deep, much deep intense sexual interaction <laughs> yeah, yeah very lavish presents at birthdays that's yeah. all I want and someone uh, to, to holiday receive, with receive not give <laughs> I want to go on holidays with you baby <laughs> And then maybe like, November, but I'm planning next summer. And then we hooked up on that whole night. I think I was like, um, well, what will we do on our second date? Because this is kind of like our first date. So what will we do on our second date being so annoying? Like, I'm listening to myself now and I'm like, how to not get the guy to ask you fucking out, Lindsay, you stupid bitch. Here's, uh, so then I think I was like texting him and just not picking up on him being like, yeah, cool, definitely see you around. I was like, okay, when and where? Around I'll be where? Drury Street? Yeah. What time? <laughs> <laughs> and I oh, it was just like, whatever. But then I see him at events. We lol. You know, like I'm not going to be like, oh God, that's the guy. Like you just no- make it worse that way and you make it a big deal. Like, I mean, I just chat way to that guy now. I'm like, ah, yeah. ah, ah. And he doesn't care. And it's also like, remember I hooked up with that guy and then... I think like we just didn't talk again like I didn't like him he didn't like me it's not a fucking ish and any time I see his fat ass at a freaking event I'm like you and me had a weird thing and he's like Lindsay we talk about this every, every single time like, I see I'm like I just thought it was rude and you ignored me the next time 
you didn't say hi at an event once. And he's like, yeah, I know. I I'm, said sorry. We painfully discussed shy. it. You're like, well, I'm not. I, like, I, wanna... I just find it rude. He was like, I know. We've discussed this <laughs> three separate times. I'm like, all right. If you don't want to talk about it, fine. We'll so, talk about it at the next event. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, girl. Uh, hopefully those, that, that's the number one thing that always makes me feel better about my fear. It's other yeah, people other saying people their stories. It. And also like, when you do say them out loud as well, they actually don't seem that bad. They seem so stupid. Like I'll be riddled with fear after a night out and like mm. someone will be like, what did you do? And I'd be like, oh. I went up and said the same thing that I said at the other event to him. It's like, Another oh, no. this reminds sorry, one more one that was recent that actually did give me like, oh God. It was when we were in New York in December and uh Evan stayed home or went home and me and Devin, my friend, went out and we were out with all of his friends oh, okay. and like it's such a small thing. We were all like having a great time. It was like the peak of the night, it was like two thirty in the morning, we're all locked, we're all going to the next bar, like so much fun. And we're like stomping down First Avenue and I just face plant. I mean I uh. trip out of nowhere and like we're with a group of like eight to ten strong people. Like I mean there's a lot of people there and I just doing uh. I'm the new Irish girl and I fall on my face. No. Like not oh trip on my knees. I went from standing up to on my face and Devin pissed himself laughing he was like oh and I woke stood up I was like oh. I was, you know when you're like I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine move on everyone and everyone's like really are you I'm like I'm, I'm completely fine it was quite a fall and you're, like you're bleeding heavily the next from day the Devin just kept being like you remember you fell and like I just had to laugh because it was so embarrassing but so funny and it's just like you're human like that happens to me all the time I'm like seeing my friend and then I just randomly <laughs> trip I'm like <laughs> did you see me trip like trying to social distance and yeah. like make it all about yourself. You're like, ah. it's like I tripped into your 2M. I had it down in my notes the other night when I was stoned. I was like, me and Jenny should do a full podcast talking about our falls. Because <laughs> falls are something that I remember I was like once giving out to the kids going down South William Street and I was holding Luna and um, Ryla was like, oh, please, can we go into this shop or something like that? And I was like, no. And I literally fell with Luna in my arms, ah! just fell on a fucking cobble. A load of big rides walking down the street. Are you all right there? And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm saying being a single mom is hard, but also I'm available. Single, single. <laughs> so let's move on to the next question, shall we? Yes, girl. Go there. So, <clears throat> one of my friends tends to have a second agenda when it comes to meeting up with our friends. Ouch. She'll literally plan things in her own world and not ask people if she can stay over and assumes that she can. Anytime she convinces us to go to a shitty club, we know it's because she has a boy that she wants to meet there. The difficult thing is she tends to, to take a victim role and can never be 100% real with us, which makes us wary of trusting her opinion. Would love to know what you think. Love a friend cue. Friend cues are my fave because they're so hard to navigate I in think, the group sometimes because you never know where everyone else is kind of standing. And you don't want to be like bully vibes where yeah. we're all against this one like, girl. We've all noticed that you're doing this thing and it's really fucking annoying. Yeah, so let's just have an intervention. I hate that shit. Um, it sounds like she is a bit of a fucking pain in the arse though. Like when friends become work or a burden, what's the fucking point? You know, like obviously we have to be there for our friends, you know, mutually, but there can be a point where it's just like you are only bringing me stress yeah you know or it's this friendship is only serving you yeah you know you get a lot from it you know we're your therapists we let you stay over we go to your club nights so you can ride the fucking fella what do you do in return you know and it doesn't feel reciprocal and there's just as well times where I'm like 
there's so much negativity from a friendship when it's just like you know they're using you as their like disposal you know when like you have a friend who's just like always talking about like stuff that's really bad like oh life's really hard right now yeah. down Debbie down Downer. down oh and you find yourself just regurgitating the same kind of like half-assed replies being like oh shit babe oh no i'm here when you need you know yeah 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 um i noticed with this the um not asking if she can stay over but kind of like assuming that drives any the assumptive is that a word assumptive people are they drive me mad i'm like in what world like i barely will ever i'll never like knock into someone's house even unless i'm invited like i just don't ever assume the right to be popping in like i'm like no this is not the time like maybe back in our mother's days when people didn't have you can text me and be like, hey, look, I've nowhere to stay after this night out. Can I stay with you? I hate, there's always that one friend and he always knew, especially when you're going out loud. So always someone who's like, I've no taxi fare, but sure, I'll stay somewhere. It's like, you're like, I where? hate that shit. When someone just like, is t- like will assume that someone else is going to take fucking care of their taxi or assume that someone's going to take, take care of them or let them put them up in their gaff. It's like, how selfish are you? And it's just, it makes you feel like such a, fo- it just makes you feel really used yeah, you're like I'm your like train, and it also sucks the fucking fun out of hanging out with the person yeah. because it always comes with like a cost. Like I used to have a friend like that, where you know, she'd like one time she forgot something in my house, and she came over to get it, and and it would always be that as well. It would always be like she'd come, she'd stay for two nights, and then she'd forget something, and she'd have to come back, and she'd off random like so she and came you back. You would literally be texting us, being like, "Look." she's coming over so I might not be around for the next two days it was like so intense she had all these like home problems so it was really difficult to maneuver because like she'd make you feel so guilty because like she did not you know I just felt like oh god you know and um it would be I remember once yeah like she'd forgotten something she came back over to get it and I was having a few drinks with my friends who she didn't really know at all but she was like oh you're having drinks and she stayed and she ended up staying for another night and like not asking if she could come out or asking if she could stay in mine and it was just like I know that she has no money like making us all aware she's like I literally have a tenner but fuck it I'll go out and it's like no 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 no. we don't want you out yeah especially when you know those people are like fuck it I'll go out first of all we didn't ask you second of all you're displaying that you have 10 euro to your name I know it costs more to get back to wherever the fuck you came from in a taxi so well you're not even going to be able to buy a drink so yeah and also I hate that shit because it's like you're gonna now bring down and it's such a bitchy arsey thing to say but I don't give a like you're bringing down the quality of my night because you're I know you're also the type of person that's so fucking selfish that you expect us now to change our whole night's plan because we were going to go to this bar but that's too expensive for your ass now or you can't sneak your fucking nagging in and we all have to change all of our plans just to like yeah. accommodate to you on a night out that you weren't invited on in the first place yeah and it's just like hold on you are not a friend you're a burden and yeah. a job and not fun and what the fuck is the point in a friend who's not offering like your life fun and enjoyment yeah, you know that's the point there's that saying like you can't choose your family but you can choose your friends so like you want to be someone who like is a good choice you know like don't be using your friends or a burden on your friends and it is I mean in this case it definitely feels like you know it's a group acknowledgement so it seems like a valid problem because you know she's saying um like a second agenda it's just like her agenda is her and her only clearly yeah and you know she's saying like we know that it's so it seems like a lot of them so I think you know 
in that case, I would come together as a group with a kind of game plan, but doing it as individuals. Yeah. Like I've been in the situation before where all of my friends have noticed that one person maybe always forgets their purse, for example. And she'll maybe go around different people every time, you know, there's a weekend brunch and be like, oh shit, I forgot my purse. Do you mind spotting me for this one? And then like, I'll have said it to someone and they'll be like, oh, she did that to me the other week. So then we're like, okay, this is a reoccurring thing that she's doing. I'm not ever going to say yes again. Yeah. You don't either. You don't either. Grand. Yeah. Then she's not going to get... But it doesn't have to be this big sit down intervention of like, look, we've noticed you missing your purse a lot and we know that you're using us. Because like, that can also... That's the, the danger of these situations when it is a group of friends because like... The likeliness is, is this girl is quite self-absorbed, I would say, in the sense that like, you know, I said it there, she has a second agenda. Her, her second agenda is she has one agenda and her agenda is for her to have fun on her own terms, in her own, she doesn't care. Like yeah. she's like staying wherever the fuck she wants. She's bringing it to shite clubs or pubs and, you know, because it's some fella that she wants to get with. She's self-involved and she's self-motivated. She's self-obsessed, but she's not self-aware. Yes, exactly fucking mic drop but um (laughs) so what you guys can do as a group then is to like deal with how you go about it moving forward like you know say for example you want to keep in your friend group she's good crack she's good fun blah 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 like you guys need to be in like have a unified approach to it in the sense that you're like okay like you know if it is this thing of like assume she can stay over why is it because you go for pre-drinks somewhere and she's like can i just leave my stuff here and i'll stay like don't go for pre-drinks anymore like that well say no yeah I would say like I mean I sometimes you know in those situations I'll bend the knee or whatever anymore just say no like I mean I sometimes would be like you know okay shit she'll so try and you know stay in mine and stuff like that so I will just lay it out and not excuse not give some some I used to kind of be like oh shit I really don't want her to stay in mine tonight so I'll just make up an excuse that I'm staying in my mum's or that I have something to do at 7am tomorrow and like yeah. you know just get but actually literally all of the time with lies the truth is just your excuse and you don't have to be like oh shit I'm actually I'd love you to stay be like I actually really just want to sleep in my own bed tonight and yeah. I don't want to have anyone home and they can never say anything to that and also the thing is is these type of people they're nothing if they're completely predictable so you're gonna know when she's gonna assume you're gonna know how she asks she's, you're gonna know like say for example you with your old friend it was always that she left something so now it's just like if she's like can I come over and leave something just be like um I'll drop it out to you like yeah. you know what I mean just be like say that yeah, like here a, I'm not gonna be home for the next while so I'm gonna just uh, post it to you or I'll leave here. it under the post box it's there for you to collect yeah just do, do something like that like you don't owe these people anything like I mean and, and you just don't you don't even owe them the stress of lying you know yeah. like because I definitely would stress myself out being like okay I'll say that I'm staying my mom's fuck what if she knows that I'm not staying and then I'll have to put up a story not being in my yeah. house so I'm like you get caught up in this whole like stress of trying to like knit together this lie where yeah, like yeah, yeah. if you just say out straight and like with no kind of like no bells and whistles yeah no cushioning it with like this oh, I wish you could stay but uh, see it's like I have this weird kind of thrush going on so I have to sleep yeah. nude and like I w- what I would do for the whole like bring you to a club thing that it's your friend and you're I know you're saying here that like you feel like she's never 100% real with her like I would almost like put her in the like call it out in a left funny way like not in a like I'm calling it out bitch mm. but like if she's in the whatsapp group being like hey guys do you guys want to go I don't know if you've now obviously this isn't happening now but like if you know your first quarter night out it's happening she's like 
instead of going to the place we always go, do you want to go to here? You do, I would just, in a lull way, call it in the WhatsApp group and be like, why, who's there for, waiting for you? Yeah. Like, normalize it in that sense. Then if she's like, what do you mean? Just be like, look, if you want to go off and meet your lad, why don't you come to the pub for a bit and go off and meet him afterwards? Like, and you and all your other friends, like, have your own night. Because the longer you, with these kind of people, it's kind of like the narcissist thing again. Like, when there are, is someone who's, like, self-obsessed or self-absorbed, like, you just, the longer you pander to it, the longer it's going to go on. So, like, when she's bringing up the thing about, like, dragging you to a shitty pub, you're all going, though. So don't go anymore. You know that way? Like, don't, yeah. don't bend the knee to it. Don't be like, oh, okay, it's your turn. Like, if this, if someone is known, like, for example, me and my friend Yulia always make friend of our fr- fun of our friend Taya because she always brings like she's shit at choosing places to go like Yulia's great she knows great bars great mm-hmm. restaurants Taya's like do you want to go here and it's like a shithole and she's like I love it here and it's just crap and we always make fun of her for it so we're like okay Taya like Yulia's like when I'm here you're not choosing the place because I want to choose the place and Taya's like okay yeah you know what I mean? uh, well like I mean with these questions like a lot of the time people are trying to like jump through hoops to get to the answer yeah. where like if you're it's just say like a, you're acknowledging it, it you're noticing something you know there's real easy ways to like if she's constantly playing the victim role then being like stop victimizing yourself just yeah. call it out straight it doesn't yeah. need to be this like like we said this whole sit down this like big conversation this big dialogue yeah this big so we really need to talk an intervention to you. like yeah you know or even like you know just it can be like do it as it's going because yeah. like i find a lot of the time in groups with girls they can spend so long and enjoy the actual bitching about it and then almost enjoy when the girl is playing up to what you've yeah. been bitching about because you're like oh my god are you serious did you they see like, what she just wrote they up? like the no conclusion yeah they like the entertainment of it or the distraction like you're not yeah. thinking about the fact that you're not you know saving for a mortgage when you're talking about Annie and the fact that she always brings her to her latest fuck boy in the yeah. so I think it's like just like when what I've been doing in the past year or two especially I think I decided for myself because I felt like sometimes I was bitching and never like addressing the actual thing and I was like I don't like that about me so now and I won't be like talking to the other girls being like I'm gonna say something today you know if like we've been discussing something and then the person does it I'll be like hey I don't think that's a great idea I think blah blah you know like I'll just say it as me I'll never be like Look, the whole group yeah we've been talking and we're actually sick of you victimizing yourself babe <laughs> yeah but like i'll just be like here i just find it kind of you know so don't be afraid to be a bitch and you don't have to be like you can just say things out straight yeah and if people think you're bitchy like it's fine yeah but like yeah like you're not being this girl who wrote here she said like we can never know if she's being 100 percent real with us Will you just be 100% real with her? Yeah, because like, you know, if you bring, make that as an environment in your friend group that like people are real with each other, then she'll either exit the friend group because she can't relate to you guys or she'll end up becoming real. Like you can't have an in-between. And if she has an in-between, leave her fucking two and just be like, see ya. But very rarely will that happen that if you have a group, like our group, there's no bullshit. We call each other out if someone's doing some dumb shit, whether it's like in a WhatsApp group or mostly just in private, yeah. you know, that way it's like, you're not going to get away with being shady in our friend group. Yeah. So if I was trying to be shady, I would not be able to continue to be friends to with keep you guys. Up with it. Yeah, so like, if you guys are just real, and like have, you know, that conversation between you guys where you're like, right, we're not going to put up with fucking Sandra's bullshit anymore. Yeah. In the sense of it, it doesn't have to be a, like, we're not putting up your bullshit. But like if she's trying to drag you to some bog shite pub because some nobody loser is there that she wants to shag, stop going there. Just be like, we're not going there. We're going on our own night out. Like, yeah, if you want to call it out. Like if she's like, guys, there's this deadly fucking DJ playing in Wigwam. 
then be like, well, last time we fucking went to your night out, you brought us there and you hooked up with Clive as soon as you got yeah. in the room and you're sucking him off in the DJ booth. So no, I think we're grand with your choice. Yeah. Just be like that. Yeah, and just be like, why? Who's there waiting for you? If you want to go in general, you know, be a bit jokey about yeah, it. And be if you... like, oh, what, you're dragging us to another club to get your hole yeah, again. Yeah, be like, right, who, which one of the seven lads is it this time? Yeah. By the way, is it the DJ or is it the fucking poker player? Like, yeah. who is it this time? You know, and then she might be like, ah. And sometimes people, when they're called out, will just be like, nah. And then they'll admit it. They'd be like, okay, actually, no, you're right. You, you know, so yeah. use. If you want her to be 100% real with you, you guys have to be 100% real with her. Yes. Real, recognize, real, baby. Okay, we got one last question. It's a very quick, quick little cue. What do you do if you fancy your friend's boyfriend? Oh, shit. I wanted to bring this one in. I know it's a real quick one. Very quick. Love the shortness of that question. Yes. So... I remember when I was in church and youth group and we had this talk and like I was so obsessed with love when I was a teenager. I still kind of, but like I was so obsessed with like your Charlotte. My Charlotte Moon is screaming (laughs) right now. I am like, I mean, for NCAD, for my portfolio, I did hearts. Oh, beautiful. Like I got a cow's heart from the butcher and drew it and was like, what the fuck does this thing love? Like it's so intense. (laughs) And, um, yeah, so I was always so fucking obsessed with it. But then I remember in youth group in church, this guy was speaking and he was like, you know, you love is a choice. Love is, first of all, man-made. I always go back to that. Like saying I love you, being in love is like, you know, it's a man-made thing. Like we've made up these little roots to go down in relationships and marriage and love. So I think when we see love as this separate thing that we have no control over it gives us the excuse to for example indulge in fancying your friend's boyfriend as if you have no control over the situation yeah especially when it's like fancying like you know when someone says to me what would you do if you fancy your friend's boyfriend stop don't like you fair enough like because it does happen in girlfriend groups where like you'll be like do you know who's so hot brian oh my god brian's so hot and everyone's saying how hot he is and then one of them gets it brian and you're like Oh, and then they go on a few dates. It's like, for me anyway, I've never been in the position where like, I've even, and that's not, it's not to be like, <laughs> I've never been like this. But for me, like as soon as someone, one of my friends is like getting with a lad and like going on dates, like they are like a gay man to me. Mm. Like there is just no, even if before I was like, oh, he's a ride. They just change in my eye, you know, that way. As soon as they're like involved with each other, I'm just like, oh, Okay. He's yours, but like, well, I it think is that's an, a choice. That's again. what I mean. It is an indulgence. You're so right that it's like to be like, oh, I have no control over it. Like, I still fancy him. It's like, what the fuck are you playing? Well, at, girl? you can get locked into the fantasy. You know, we all have our own secret little fantasies where, you know, whatever way you get off. So maybe you're freaking fingering yourself to this guy or something, and it's like a fantasy thing. And then you're like indulging in the fantasy. Like, for me, I just think. Like love and cheating and fancying people is all within your control. Mm-hmm. Like you can choose whether to indulge in that. Like obviously, you know, you know, your friends can be going out with good looking lads and you can acknowledge that. But then if you go past the acknowledgement and are like, he actually was kind of looking at me. He actually pays me a bit more attention than her. And then like indulging yeah. in it and indulging in it and like being your own worst enemy. Whereas like you completely have the control over being like, stop. There's so much dick out there. Why are you fucking going after your friend's dick? Like I remember um, it was not it's the same situation, but like 
I remember there was a guy that I kind of fancied in college and like we would always have you know those like on off flirting like you're always talking and flirting but like nothing really happens mm. we had that for a long time and like I think we got with each other like drunk you know once or twice so it would never amass anything never dates never and like after we had sex we went straight back to friendship you yeah. know that way so like there was never any like that was never happening it mm-hmm. never came to fruition and then a girl and like it wasn't also like a known thing that we'd be like ah, talking about relationships it was like probably on like MSN or whatever the fucking equivalent mm. Facebook I guess back then um, and then this girl that I was kind of friends with started being like and it does sting like I hate that feeling when she's like I'm going on a date next week and you're like with who and they're like John and you're like mm, okay yeah. okay so there's really no hope and I just had to be like like I my choice there was to either be like I don't know trying to fish with him be like so you're going out with her or like Try and still indulge Or be like Wait till he gets sick of her He'll be right back to me Mm. Like no Like my choice then Was just like Okay It's none of my business What these two people Like I've no claim on him Like She doesn't know That like we even Like hooked up a few times And like what right Do I have to be like He's mine You know that way So And unfortunately Like he wasn't asking you About a date Exactly So like what can you do Go to him and be like What the fuck Yeah it's like he had All the options All the chances in his pocket to have asked me on a date or to pursue something kind of romantic if you will you know that way but like I had to accept it that as much of a fucking sting and a kick in the teeth it is you have to be like okay I ain't the one for him like that's okay yeah swallow it move on and whatever happens will happen you'll either you know be dating or you'll find someone else or Mm. you won't find someone else who gives a fuck you know it's like that wasn't for you so like I mean and I could have indulged in it and still fancied him and still you know, be like, oh, someday we'll be end up and he'll see that it's me. And it's like, what yeah. would that have achieved? And in little things, like in little steps, you can, you know, say with this situation where you're kind of fancying your fella, your girlfriend's fella. Um, there's little things that you can like take control over mm-hmm. in that situation. So if you're around them and you notice yourself maybe putting more of an effort in to look good around him or kind of maybe ever so slightly putting your friend down in front of him so you come across better or being like oh my goodness Susan remember that time (laughs) I got with that guy and he said I was so good at giving head do you remember that yeah do you remember that remember he said that Clive what do you think about that babe or I find some girls do super sexy some girls do yeah I was just gonna say they over sexualize themselves they're like, oh, I got with this guy last night and he just couldn't get over how good and bad I was. Saying it, like, in front of the boyfriend. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> kind of putting, like, if you notice yourself, yes, fancying the person, but then also doing all these little, that's, like, completely indulging in the whole, like, devil on your shoulder. The devil on your shoulder is like, do that, do that. So you have to go against that, you know? Yeah, you and, have to really push against it. And you have to, what I would do is, like, I mean... It's a controversial opinion, maybe some would say, but sometimes a little bit of self-shame is okay. Oh. And I would say, right, what is your choice here? Are you going to be here pining after someone else's fella when she's the one going home sucking his dick? Mm-hmm. Who's the winner here? She is. She's going home with the guy. She's riding him. They're loving each other. They're going on the dates. Like, stop putting yourself in the position to be wasting your fucking time fancying someone else's boyfriend, whether it's your friend's boyfriend or just another girl like if the guy just happens to have a girlfriend like he's going home to someone else yeah. so like and that's you gonna... might think that you're in this like oh my god like triangle of love where like I fancy him and he fancies her it's like, yeah, they definitely giving me signs they don't know that that's going on because they're in their own relationship they're talking about going to someone's christening at the weekend you know what I mean like they yeah. have their own life so you're not involved in that so stop like kidding yourself by 
thinking you are and you're also going to be like your self-esteem will go way down if yes. you're going to be like investing your thoughts in this fucking guy that who is his own shit going on he's dating <laughs> your goddamn friend of and you're gonna have to hear about their sex life and that's gonna torture you yeah the more so, you indulge in it the more it's gonna hurt you again, to hurt to be like oh, i think he's gonna propose like whatever you tell yourself you know whether it's like i look shit today oh i've put on weight oh i fancy my friend's boyfriend you believe it like even if you lightly say it you'll begin to believe it but just as well you can say so you know men are hot sometimes you can fancy them you yeah. don't have to go down the path of full-on fancying Falling indulgence in love with them. yeah you know and you can mean? in your own brain like the brain is a powerful fucking thing but also it's a powerful thing to be able to say like he's your friend's boyfriend stop yeah like stop looking at him like I that think just stop like, doing that like stopping yourself and have some self-discipline by like noticing little things that you might be doing to try and encourage him to look at you and stop doing those things and I think like empower yourself by your own decisions you know like it's not empowering to be fancying someone else's boyfriend who walks around fucking confident because they're like I'm in love with a man especially your friend your boyfriend. friend it's not even like someone else's so like realize that the choices you make and the word empowerment is completely overused but like in this sense I actually I mean it like literally like you're not going to be walking around like confident and you know with like feeling like a fucking like winner if you're fancying your best friend's boyfriend like that will bring you down to some level like because you're going to be reminded of it all the time it's not like a guy that you in work who has a girlfriend that you can kind of zone out it's like your best friend so like you know you're going to be hearing about their sex life you're going to be hearing about the troubles you're going to be hearing about the good times the bad times everything that hurt the second every second word that comes out of her mouth is going to be the guy that you fancy you can't tell your friend no <laughs> you can't tell him you can't tell your other friends because they might tell your friends so it's like this you know make choices that are like right do you know what am I going to be the girl who's pining after my friend's boyfriend or mm-hmm. am I going to be the girl who goes out and get her, gets her own dick finds a fella who's even better who wants to be with you like, and who doesn't have this, that whole backstory of being your like I mean where say if he does yeah. like, where's it going where's it going so he does fancy you and like you've been kind of given flirty little exchanges sometimes he'll slide into the DMs and then oh shit you're both fancying each other so you've got your way bitch <laughs> so he now you're having you an back. affair so now your friend fucking hates you. She finds out. You cry about it. She doesn't want to be friends anymore. None of your friends want to be friends with you. Yeah. You're the you're bitch. You're seeing the guy. And you're so stressed that he's still mad about your ex-friend. Mm. And all this kind of stuff. It's like, that's never going to end well. So stop fancying the bastard. There's plenty more dick in the lift. Yeah. I always say it. Like, and like believe me, there's a lot, a lot really, of dick out there. Yeah. Especially like when, I, when we get questions like this, that it's like, you know, I fancy this guy and it's such a bad situation. It's like, do you want that to be the founding story of your relationship? Like when people are like, how did you meet? Do you want to be like, so do you remember Sinead um, he was going out with her for two years I secretly fancied him uh, lured him by sliding into the DMs once when I was drunk we ended up having an affair yeah. lost all my friends and now we're going together it's a bit hard though because I'm riddled with anxiety like is yeah. that really and the I basis and I have no friends so why I hate when he goes out with his friends because yeah. I get jealous because I've never it's like okay oh my god you toxic bitch and it's like so are you is that the type of foundation for a relationship? Is that kind of have? person you want to be? Yeah. So many fucking... Like, I mean, even as a friendship, like, that whole treat others how you want to be treated. But, like, you're not even being a good potential girlfriend by <laughs> going after someone who's already taken. You know, because that feeds into your own relationship if you were to fucking see this dude. But also, you're being a horrible friend going behind her and, like, just trying to take something away from her that she's obviously, you know, must be enjoying if she's yeah. fucking choosing to be in a relationship with this guy. So it's all bad. So, like, notice that you're doing, like, embedded in us, I do believe in every human, is, like, the feeling of right and wrong. Yeah. And if you go after, like, we spoke about it in our ex-gals 33 things that I learned for my 33rd. You do bad things 
you feel bad you do good things you feel good yes yeah, so it's true. really that simple so like if you're going to be going after your friends boyfriends you're going to be feeling bad you're going to be then the next week you'll be like hey I'm really struggling with anxiety yeah. I wonder why bitch and like you know just don't fool yourself as well like at this point it could be a you could think it's an innocent fancy all the rest but what we're saying is like if you follow like if you were at a fork in the road and it's like here's one way is continuing to fancy my friend's boyfriend or the other way going out and getting a different guy like if you go down the continuously like I see a lot with girls who like will be pining over some guy to say that they rode six months ago mm. I'm like the amount of dick you've probably avoided because you've been so obsessed. Like women are great at multitasking, bad at multi-dicking. We're very bad at like mm. spreading our kind Flaps. of concentration. <laughs> good at that. We're bad at like spreading our concentration on multiple men, which I think men are quite good at. They're able to have like three women I'm dating at the moment and I like them all equally. I know. I think we always feel like we're cheating. Yeah. And you know, that could just be in something that's inherently with us. But the longer you are fancying this guy and even flirting with the idea of fancying him you are probably missing so many possible guys that are could or be around different opportunities because totally. you're wasting your downtime on this like I mean, I mean i'm sick of women putting themselves in a position that they can get themselves out of yeah. like you know we added with the first question like oh my god my ex sent me flowers what the fuck am i gonna do don't acknowledge the flowers and move on with your life bitch you're saying <laughs> that that's what you're doing but you're putting the freaking responsibility in his hands. Yeah. What the fuck? Have you got no control? And same with this person. Like I fancy. Like as if she's just going around life as a good <laughs> person. And then oops shit. I fancy my friend's boyfriend. I no, fell into a hole of fancying the boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> you choose not to do. You just say no. Like stop being such indulgent little arseholes. Yeah. Just you know. Have a few little rules in life. And like one of the main ones should be like. When your fr- friend gets a fella. No matter how hot he is. If, she, if she's dating Channing Tatum. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Like you can still appreciate like no, nothing wrong with looking no. at a, a fine piece of man and saying that's a fine piece yeah. of man. You, you can f- be even like say it to your friend be like you got a good looking <laughs> man on your shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> and if you are single you can be like I'm fo- so fucking jealous you got him. He is a ride. Yeah, you know. He's but so like good looking. when it comes to it, when it's especially when it's become her boyfriend like it's not a guy she's shagging and it's you're not- his friend and you're her friend it's just like oh my god like, it's a big I mean, N-O capital. stop acting like you don't have responsibility over your own actions mm-hmm. you know actions from our brain like you have control over your brain you really do and if you aren't willing to try and control that then go around being a cunt and that's fine but like you will be writing <laughs> to us in a few months like I just feel like I'm noticing this like train of um, you know this toxic circle of people doing bad things and then feeling bad about themselves and then it affects their mental health and then they're wondering why yeah it's like if like you know just being a good person and doing good things has definitely improved my mental health you know when mm-hmm. I was hanging around with a bad crowd or being a bit shady or bitching about people or whatever the fuck I was doing I was feeling bad about myself and then it was like toxicity in a big circle and I was like oh my god I'm so anxious all the time acknowledge that like your actions whether it's like what you're indulging in your thoughts or your food or your fucking you know going out on a night out and whatever you're doing like it does have consequences and it will affect you as well and when you're fancying your friend's boyfriend you're doing a shitty thing and your friend is off being a sound person and just trying to enjoy her damn relationship oosh Mike fucking drop we gotta go because I'm angry (laughs) I'm angry today and you can find Lindsay uh, in about half an hour on Instagram yeah (laughs) I have I'm gonna dry my hair and go and fucking live okay guys that is it for this week um, we'll be back next week with our usual we'll be back on Friday for an ex-girls episode yes, if any of you are queens. interested so we will talk to you then and bye bitches bye
The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. 